Hey Slingers, welcome back to another week of the Word Slinger podcast. And today we're talking to Grant Faulkner. Now he is the executive director of National Novel Writing Month. That's coming up in November, so you're going to want to check this out. Stick around after the intro and we'll jump right in. It's the Word Slinger podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tumlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week of the Word Slinger podcast. I am back. I'm fresh back from Nink in uh, St. Pete's Beach, Florida. Um, if I saw you there, I'm glad we got a chance to connect. Uh, and if I didn't see you there, what's the, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Why didn't you show? Uh, man, we had an epic time. This was, you know, Nink is always the big conference for uh, Draft to Digital every year. Uh, it's been a big one for me for the past three years. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we broke, we just blew it out, uh, at the end of the thing on Saturday evening after the banquet, we had our big karaoke bash, uh, got to belt out some tunes on my end, uh, had a real good time. And, uh, we had some other big stuff happen. Uh, now following Nink is when things really got crazy. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to tell you about everything that has happened with, uh, draft to digital, a couple of things after, the interview, uh, because I want to, I'm going to change the format again. We're going to tweak things. You might notice things look a little different. I got all new equipment. I'll talk about all that too. Um, and I'm still working out some bugs. So <laughs> some kinks. If you're looking at us on the, uh, YouTube channel, that is, if you're listening, it's the exact same show. Pretty much, pretty much a couple of changes in format and that's about it. So, uh, we're going to hop right into this interview with Grant Faulkner from NaNoWriMo National Ro Novel Writing Month. That's coming up in November, everybody. So, uh, you're going to want to listen in on this interview and otherwise stick around. We'll have all kinds of interesting stuff to tell you after. See you on the other side. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Word Slinger podcast. Uh, of course, this is the show where you're going to get uh, some of the best interviews around, and this this is no exception. This is uh, somebody I've chatted with in the past. This is Grant Faulkner. He's the executive director of NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. Uh, or did, am I, So I never know for sure, uh, Grant, <laughs> if I'm pronouncing that right or not. I only ever see it in writing. Well, thanks for having me, Kevin. Uh, it is a frequent question. How do you pronounce NaNoWriMo? Uh, I saw a whole video that people made with uh, different pronunciations, but, <laughs> but one, one mnemonic trip, trick you can use is the rye part, the NaNoWriMo part is writing. Rye yeah, that's the way I always saw it. NaNoWriMo, yeah. Some people say NaNoWriMo, but it, we don't reading, we writing. Right, right, right. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a, a select group of readers. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe they read instead of write, you know, we, and that's fine. That's totally fine, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever works for you. Uh, yeah. that's, the, that's the whole world right now. Whatever works for you, just, just run with it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, now we've talked before, but uh, why don't you, just in case two people in the world have not yet heard of NaNoWriMo, uh, why don't you give me the quick spiel on uh, what NaNoWriMo is? Th there is the quick spiel and the long spiel. 
uh, because NaNoWriMo is many, many things. I think the quick spiel is that it is a, a very simple challenge to write 50,000 words in the month of November. Uh, and, and, and the reason this uh, you know, challenge exists is this, we believe that everyone has a story to tell and that everyone's story matters. But sometimes people put off telling that story, writing that story until this until someday, you know, and, and someday just just tends not to happen. That you know that perfect someday when we've we've got a beautiful study and lots of money and lots of time and we can finally sit down and write our novel, you know. Right. Uh, right. Better just to write it today, and so that's yeah. why we do it. And we put pressure on the writing, and so you have to write seventeen hundred words a day for thirty days, and that does many things for you. You know, it's we, we I call it one part a rollicking party, one part writing boot camp. And it's really yeah. both of those things at once. It's super fun. And there's a big community around you while you're writing. But it's also, you know, writing 50,000 words is tough. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, you know. It's funny. I, um, I'm st- I, I think I'm 40 plus books in. I'm still waiting for that someday that you just talked about. Where I, I, hope, I hope it comes to both of us. I hope it comes <laughs> to the whole world. And the whole world, we just have this, like, these beautiful expanses of time to write our stories. But, uh, I just, I, but you, I, know, I, you know what? I'll count. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'll counter that. You know, I think the thing about that, that perfect someday is that when it arrives, it, it's actually really tough to write then. I know? think it works against you. I really yeah, do. I think it does. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, think, I think you need pressure. I always say that creativity works best within constraints. Uh, yeah. So if you only have an hour to write to every day, you know, jump in, seize that hour and work really hard. You, you know, tend work. to savor that hour. Like you, yeah. you tend to treat it with a lot more respect. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I noticed that too. When I went full time um, as a writer, I, I, I noticed that my productivity fell off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the worst thing for your productivity as a writer to go full time as a writer. That's the irony. Isn't that something? And yeah, no, and I, I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. Uh, and then we go and try to fill our time. Uh, if you're anything like me, you know, I went and filled my time with all kinds of other stuff, podcasts and yeah. <laughs> digital and stuff like that. And suddenly I'm like, man, I really, I feel like I don't have much time to write anymore. And I'm back to, you know, I've got like two hours a day to do the actual writing or something. Yeah. That's good. Good for you. Two hours a day. That's what you need. Two hours that's right. high intensity writing. Um, yeah, we always say with NaNoWriMo that if you want to get something done, ask a busy person to do it. And I believe yeah. that applies to writing novels too. And I, want, I do want to note, since you asked me to tell what NaNoWriMo is, I described the, the one-month event, National Novel Writing Month in November. But we have year-round, uh, we provide year-round writing support and, and also mm-hmm. host other writing events. And, and our community is thriving the whole year. And in fact, we're launching a big new website this fall that I, I call it Fitbit for Novelists. Um, oh, wow. The website is designed to be able to set goals, writing goals and revision goals, any type of goal you want to set and, and to, you know, put in your progress and stay accountable. That's, um, that's very cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I have like spreadsheets and things that I use to keep myself on track, but uh, it actually, I think would benefit me to have something very public where yeah. people can, uh, make fun of me when I'm not. You can be one of our first uh, signups. You can be, you can be a, a beta tester. I'll fact. be a beta. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around right now. I'm, 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 I've been invited into a lot of little betas lately. Yeah. People want to torture me, I think. Is what <laughs> no, they want to help you. They want to help they want you. To help you. <laughs> you look like a man who needs help. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> Let us help you, Kevin. Let us do something. Yeah, you're just crying out for help. (laughs) Exactly. So you're now you mentioned some of the programs and and, uh, there were a couple of things that that, you know, when you uh, 
when you signed up for today's interview, you dropped in like for topics. And one of them was uh, pep talks for writers. And I, I haven't actually heard of this one. So what, what is oh. pep talks for writers? Yeah, it's, it's a book I wrote. It came out last fall and it's 52 very short essays uh, designed to nourish a creative mindset and help people write year round. Okay. Uh, they're also, they're also uh, at the end of each chapter, 52 because, you know, one, one per week. And there is a writing action or some writing homework at the end of each chapter. And the reason I wrote that book was because I talked to a lot of NaNoWriMo writers who discovered themselves as writers during National Novel Writing Month, and they wanted to continue writing year-round, but they had a tough time doing that. And so, yeah. you know, that's that's why we're, we we have this website to help people write year-round, and that's really why I wrote the book, also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what What's really interesting? And by the way, where can where can people find that book before we move? Yeah. On? Well, we have it on the Nanorama website. Okay. It's, it's published by Chronicle Books. Uh, really beautiful book. It's also, that's also the publisher who published Chris Beatty's No Plot, No Problem. The, Chris Beatty's the founder of NaNoWriMo. Yeah. And then, you know, you can find it in all the usual places, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Powell's, you know, just, just, you know, excellent. it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Google, excellent. Just Google it and you'll find it. Google it. And there'll be a link to it in the show notes of this episode, wherever you happen to be consuming it, uh, cool. dear listener and reader. So, um, yeah, man, I, I got to, well, so like Beatty's book, um, was one of the first things I, I read yeah. on the topic of writing fast. Um, and uh, it really changed my perspective. I, cool. In fact, I think it's no coincidence that I read that book. And then it was not long after that, I started writing regularly, you know, hey. uh, writing all my life. And then suddenly I'm like, you can write 50,000 words in a month. And all you got to do is give up sleep and food and so eat a lot of chocolate yeah and caffeine <laughs> you're there <laughs> what's funny is though once i figured it out once i did that one time it's like it it unlocked you know a, a level in my brain and suddenly i can do that i do that regularly i'm booking a month is no you know no real challenge anymore so it, it's really it's really interesting i think that's where the boot camp of nanorama comes in is that once you've been through that training regimen yeah your ability to write and to write more and to write in a more disciplined manner really increases. And, and I relate this to, you know, they say you have to practice something for 10,000 hours to reach mastery. Well, mm -hmm. NaNoWriMo is essentially like a, a mastery machine, you know, yeah. we're, we're providing that kind of discipline and helping people to write regularly. So they reach those 10,000 hours or they write a book in a month. And yeah. so, so many of our authors who, who publish, they, that's the way they write their, their first drafts. They don't always write them in November, but they set up a personal, uh, you know, NaNoWriMo and, and write a draft in 30 days. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I started doing. Um, that's the, the bulk of my books were written that way. And I've gotten cool. a little lax about it these days where, uh, you know, I might take a couple of months now, uh, <laughs> just out of sheer laziness. You're, you're slowing down, man. You're slowing, slowing down. down man. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I can still be done. That's the point, right? That's, that's what, Little challenges like that, by the way, were what, what prompted me to do crazy stuff. Like, you know, I wrote um, 60,000 words in a day. Ooh. And uh, it, because I'm like, well, how far can I push this? And I skip week, write a book in a week. That sounds too easy. You got to do, do it in one day. Uh, coffee fueled, you know, stressful day. Um, and, it, and it, it, it worked out. <laughs> did, you, did, did you go to the bathroom? I mean, I, I don't even know if I can type 60,000 words. You can do it. You can do it. I mean, I, you yeah. know, 
it's um it's just like you know planning anything else out you got to just de determine the number of words you got to produce per hour and how many hours you're willing to torture yourself and you can do it so that's about 2500 words an hour though yeah that's yeah. about my average though so yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. See, this is what NaNoWriMo, I think, did for me uh, and can do for others. Once you, once you have pressed yourself up against that limit, you can reset the limit. So exactly. if I can do 50,000 words in one month, then why can't I do 60,000, 70, 80, 90? And uh, pretty soon you're, you know, you've unlocked things that you didn't think you could do. That's yeah. what I like about the program. No, that's absolutely true. And people unlock things they didn't think they could do both on the page and beyond the page. I mean, it really is a transformative experience for a lot of people. Yeah. Similar to like when somebody com completes a triathlon or climbs Mount Everest or a big mountain, any kind of big achievement, you realize that you can do that and you can do more. So, yeah. 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 Suddenly when you do Everest, uh, getting upstairs in the parking garage is <laughs> tough. Going to the gym on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon just looks easy suddenly. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, no, that's what we hear in our Young Writers Program, the kids who participate in that. Once they've written a novel, they're like, ah, 10-page research paper, that's easy. You know? See, and I like that, though. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I like the implications of that because writing always gets treated as something really difficult to do. Yeah. And it, and it is difficult. There's no doubt that it's difficult. But just like you're saying, you like you, you raise the bar and your, your expectations shift and what you mm -hmm. think shifts, you know. And so that that is one really valuable aspect of the program. You know, I think a lot of people before they do it, a lot of writers. I mean, I, this is where I came from. I wrote in a really kind of plodding, pondering precious kind of fashion. So it would, I'd, I'd, I'd write a, a chapter and then I'd endlessly kind of revise it and revise it and revise it and revise it and think I had to get it perfect before I could move on. You right. Know, not really knowing that usually that first chapter gets cut. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be perfect or it gets woven into the novel in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Karen Russell says that 90% of her rough draft doesn't make it into her final draft. And I've talked to a lot of writers who say the same thing. So why not just go crazy, write it, explore your story, and then you can revise it. Yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to kill those little darlings anyway. Lots of little darlings out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that first chapter is really kind of your... Um, it's your warm up for the real first chapter. <laughs> exactly. And, and in some ways, the rough draft is your warm up for your real rough draft. You know, right. I mean, I mean, sometimes I, I mean, I, I've, I've done this and I've heard other writers do it too, is that they'll do NaNoWriMo, they'll write a 50,000 word novel just to explore their story. And it'll be like their zero draft. And then they'll write an outline based on that. And then they'll yeah. kind of write their first official. So they, they write a treatment. And yeah. then they write an outline and then they write the book. <laughs> exactly. So there are, there are a lot of different ways you can approach it. But, but I really think that first draft is so crucial to the overall process because that is that time of experimentation and, and exploration. Yeah. So, so I think you've got to let your mind go nuts and just go down every little alleyway. Do you think that the, um, the art of the first draft and so, the art of drafting has maybe uh, started to fade and disappear a little? What do That's you a mean leading question. I'm asking a very leading. <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you mean by that? That the people are because in the in the modern age of um, I write a draft and then I go back and I edit that exact manuscript. You know, there's no copy saved. I'm going and destroying the first draft and replacing it with the next draft. Do you think that um, it's kind of cost us the you know? Because I, I remember reading an article several years back about how uh, people loved. You know, they would constantly find like an old, uh, a book that Faulkner wrote that no one knew about. 
or a uh-huh. draft of something, you know, uh, from Hemingway that no one knew existed and uh, was very different from the final draft. And you don't get to see that now. Uh, do you think that's a, a thing? You think? That's yeah, something we I, I think about? we. I think we read the same article. I, re- I read. I read how like literary biographers feel. Yeah. You know that they would they would study all those different typed manuscripts, and so they would kind of track the changes and see the author's notes and yeah, you know, kind of kind of trace that artistic process. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it depends on how you write. I mean, some writers save every draft of their novel, so it's yeah. the same thing. Um, I suppose we write over things in a different way. And so those changes are less visible, you know, than they might've been when in the age of typewriters. But uh, I don't know with track. I mean, I think a lot of things are probably being saved that wouldn't have been saved otherwise. And a lot of those drafts, you know, I'm sure authors, they're like me and live in a tiny house. They have to throw out a lot of those papers. (laughs) You know, so I don't know. I don't know. When we were, traveling when we were in the rv full time you know i i'm i well i i broke this habit a long time ago but i i definitely put a nail in the coffin final nail in the coffin uh on printing a draft to review uh when we moved into the rv you know we spent a year in that because there's no there's no room there's no room for the printer much less all the manuscripts yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I do. I, I mean, I send it out to be printed. I, I like revising with a with a yeah. hard copy I can read. So I'll send it to a self publishing company and just have and just print a really crude draft. But it'll feel like a real book, yeah. and that that helps me pay attention to it in a much more serious way. So I still like working for definitely. But so after I've done that, I don't save it. It goes in the trash. You know those old drafts. You know really. Yeah, I mark, I mark it. I mark them up in the margins and make my changes, and I type them in. I do my revision, but I can't. I don't have the like you. My house is like about like ten feet bigger than an RV. Yeah, and, and so you know, I can't save everything I've written like I used to. Yeah, you should. You, those those future biographers of me, they're just going to be so upset. No, here's what you do, man. So you 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 get a cl- a glass cabinet from IKEA, and you put in the offices there at at NaNoWriMo. And you just you just shove them in there every every manuscript. And then one day you donate that to a library somewhere. It'll be your personal library connection collection. There you go. And then they'll they'll just, they'll just take that out and um, stick they'll, it in. They'll <laughs> dump all the books and use that glass cabinet you exactly. donated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> so no man, uh, you need to start signing that stuff and just give you know giving it away as uh, a bonus to people. There you go. I'll, I'll put it on eBay and see if I get a single bit. Yeah, I'm telling you, I got people, <laughs> I, I know for a fact I got readers who would pay for, and if I had something printed like POD uh, uh, and just edited, redlined the whole thing and then turned it into the actual manuscript later, I, I know for a fact there are people out there that would pay me for that. That's great. I, I don't know that for a fact, but I, but I will say this. Um, I do think that one of, one of the reasons to do NaNoWriMo is that um, one of the obstacles that people put in front of themselves is, yeah. is is that you know they're writing a rough draft and it is a messy thing that you know and and when you compare it to your favorite author's books it doesn't right. matter up naturally but the thing is per our conversation is we don't get to see our favorite author's rough drafts right or it's certainly very rare that we do right. and I, I actually think that even those professional authors who we revere, their rough drafts probably aren't too different than our own rough drafts. Yeah. You know, everybody starts at that very messy level. And that's kind of one of the premises of, of NaNoWriMo. Yeah, I have to imagine that's true. I remember yeah. you know, growing up reading like the afterwards of authors that I really loved, um, talking about how you know, 
their wife was picking up pages off the printer as they, you know, hot off the press, you know, and marking them up and handing them back. And there was this continuous chain of edits and reprints and stuff. And I'm, I remember thinking it sounded like so much work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And I want to say these wives who did that do not get enough uh, kudos or I know or, or praise, you know, because I think a lot of the male authors of the past, like their wives really were doing that. They were, I mean, Tolstoy's wife, I think she typed up all of his novels, but I think they did more than typing. I think they kind of were co-authors and co-editors in a right. lot of respects. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, discovering that David Eddings and Lee Eddings had co-written practically everything he'd, he'd published. Yeah. Yeah. You know, revelation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I know we, I veered us off of, uh, I what are we this, talking about? I veered us off of NaNoWriMo and things related, but you, so there are other programs uh, that are part of Nano that, um, you, I definitely want to talk about. One of those is, uh, Camp NaNoWriMo. So what's yes. the story there? Yeah. So Camp NaNoWriMo, you know, uh, strangely enough, not everybody in the world can write their novels in November. It's an um, odd thing. And so, so, yeah, we would hear from people and say, can you do something another time of the year? And so we did, uh, we put together this um, more, I call it a more casual version of NaNoWriMo. And it's more casual in the sense that you can set uh, a word count goal. Any goal can be 500 words, can be 100,000 words. Uh, you can write in any format. So you can write uh, a memoir, collection of short stories, an epic poem, your PhD dissertation, or a novel. And um, it is in April and July, and it's still a big event. About 70,000 people sign up for it each year. Mm -hmm. uh, so the July session is going to, I don't know when you're going to post this podcast, but it starts uh, July 1st. So you can sign up anytime. Everything's free. So you've got nothing to risk. And uh, it's, it's also, it has, I think, camp. Uh, it, it's a little bit more intimate than NaNoWriMo. So when you join Camp NaNoWriMo, you can, you can be in a cabin with your, for instance, you can create your own cabin, an online cabin, I should yeah. say. And you can invite your buddies, your writing buddies, and you gather there and chat about your, you know, writing victories and breakthroughs and challenges. Um, or you can just get, you know, you can select to be randomly put into a cabin or put into a cabin with just other sci-fi writers, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, it, so there's sort of a cooperative, like people are just sharing their manuscripts or is it just... No, nope, it's the same thing. It's, it's all about uh, writing. So you set a word count goal and mm -hmm. you track your progress and you can also set a revision goal so you can track hours instead of words. And right. yeah, you're, you're just there with your writing buddies. There's also the larger, I mean, the forums on the NaNoWriMo site are also working at the same time and we're sending out, we have, you know, camp counselors as we call them. So every week there'll be a different kind of notable writer who's answering questions on Twitter and writing a pep talk and blog posts and things like that. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah, it's, it's still going to be a counselor <laughs> someday. I'll, 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 I'll thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. That'd be cool. You'd be that a great counselor. Like that'd be fun. Yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. I've done things as similar things with um, virtual conferences. So that'd be kind of neat. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. And I, I like that. And what's the time? So it's, that's another one month project. It's a one month. Yeah. We specialize in the one month events. So yeah. it camp is in April and July. Yeah. Okay. And that's every April and July. Every, so everyone who missed it, yep. you'll get another chance. You'll get another chance. And, and then on our website too, we have, you, we have uh, what we call goal trackers. And so people, again, they can, they can um, put in a project and, and count, set a goal and track their progress any time of the year. So yeah. we're there year round. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's funny because around November, I start seeing the, the little tracker things pop up everywhere. And, um, 
I haven't participated in NaNoWriMo in quite some time. Uh, and I, maybe I should just do it just for you that. Should. I can tell because you're slowing down. You're, I'm you're, slowing down. You're, yeah, I need that need, kick in the pants again. Yeah, you need to go back to boot camp. You're going, <laughs> it's going to be like one of those Will Ferrell movies where you go yeah. back to grade school. You go back. Yeah. To boot camp. We need to, yeah. yeah. I think I need to drop a few other things out of my life. <laughs> drop them. This is more important. This is more important, man. This yeah. is it. This is the job. Yeah. This, is, this is what I signed up for. Yeah, totally. Uh, so you're, okay. Other than that, other, so you got the main nano, you've got uh, camp nano, and uh, what else, what else you guys got? We, we do. We like to help people with those next steps. Uh, so we have a program called I wrote a novel now what, and that's when we focus on revision and all the different publishing pathways available to people. And we do that in January and, and February of each year. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we also support a lot of different, you know, events that we don't exactly host. So, you know, we'll, we'll do different things during National Poetry Month in April or National Short Story Month in May. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're really looking for opportunities to, to keep, you know, people's writing momentum going year round. So what is the, what is it that you guys get out of, out of these programs? satisfaction in helping people tell their stories yeah <laughs> i mean i'm serious that's why no, we, no, I, that's, I, I believe that's, you. <laughs> that's why we exist we're a nonprofit, yeah. and um you know we rely on donations to make it all work of course but it's it's really you know we think kind of what we were talking about earlier about people like once they realize their potential they do big things on the page and be right on the page. and so you know i think there's a you know one of the reasons I, I'll, I'll talk to people about NaNoWriMo and I'll tell them about it and they'll say, well, I'm, I'm not a creative type, so I can't do that. Right. And, and, and I think it's a, no, everyone's a creative type, right? That's the definition of being a human being. We're all creators. Um, but NaNoWriMo helps people realize that creative power. And so it, it's not necessarily about writing a novel and publishing it. I think it's more about making creativity a priority in your life every day. And yeah. when, you, when you do that, you're, you're a change agent. You'll, you'll go out there and change the world. Yeah, it, it energizes you in other areas of your life uh, and connects you with a community that you didn't know was there. There's, a, there's so much to recommend it. Exactly. I, 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 I talk to so many people, uh, you know, and as I move about in the world, I'll say, you know, I'm a novelist and I write books for a living. And people, I'll always hear the, you know, I've always wanted to do that. Or I've always thought about doing that. I just, I just couldn't write any words. And I'll tell them about NaNoWriMo. Good. Betty's book and everything uh and now I've got, I'm gonna have to add um pep talks uh in in my list of books uh yeah I'll, I'll have one I'll have one sent to you there you go yeah um I'll buy it man I'm not gonna oh thank I'm, you I don't want to rob you of any royalties I'll get you <laughs> I'll get you uh so yeah man I'm I'm totally on board with that because I love I love one of the things I love about your organization is that that you know that encouragement to whatever walk of life you, you have to be in, whatever your age, whatever your preferences, you can do this. Uh, mm -hmm. And doing it is its own reward. Like it yeah. has some intrinsic value, man. Exactly. So fantastic program. Yeah. And I think, I think one thing that, that really, um, you know, makes NaNoWriMo notable is, is the community, you know, most, yeah. I think writers tend to emphasize their solitariness too much. Yeah. If you go throughout, look, look throughout history, most writers had the encouragement of another writer or, or sort of collaboration with other writers, you know, think of C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, and, the Inklings. The Inklings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you look at any, uh, any author, I, you, you can find that they're part of a community in some way. And so, it's true. 
and the, the the really the truly successful authors throughout history were part of maybe not maybe not an official group uh but you know i think it was uh um oh gosh i know hemingway and then a half a dozen other authors used to hang out together in paris and other places oh, like Paris in the 20s, New York in the yeah. 20s, the Algonquin Roundtable. I mean, I think exactly. when I think of like the beatniks, I think they, they were a perfect example. They created each other. Right. I mean, I, th I think most writing communities do create each other. Sometimes we don't exactly um, maybe acknowledge how much we're getting from other people, or maybe we don't even know it. But yeah. I, think, I think when you're part of a community like that, that really determines your success. I mean, yeah, otherwise, yeah. you look at those communities and you're like, how did all eight of them end up famous? Right, right, <laughs> well, exactly right. They, they were helping each other. They didn't do it each alone. I think you've hit on something. It's, ma it's making me rethink some things, some life choices now. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Can, we, can we go into those? Sure, sure. No, no. I, yeah, I've, you know, I have my little, so, you, you know, t today it's digital because it's the only way I can be connected to 10,000 other authors from across the planet. But I have my little group of five people, we'll say, five other authors who are just like me. We think alike. We, th we you know, we, we treat this business the same way. I, I need to, I need to formalize our relationship a little. Wait, that's, what what I, that's what I'm taking out of this. I, I, you, you can call yourselves the word slingers. We can do that, but I think a lot of them, so we all have <laughs> egos. So the fact that word slinger is my, my moniker is going to throw some of them off. Uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> man, this is where it breaks apart. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it all falls to pieces. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Ego, man. Yeah. I got it. They all got it. So uh, I, one of the things that really intrigues me, and I, I really feel like, I want to know, I want to believe that you guys are doing this because you talk, so because you work with so many writers, I have to believe you have some insights about the, the writer's uh, mind, uh, you know, the things that, that are components of the writer's character that, that can indicate their success, that sort of thing. Do you guys, you know, track stuff like that? Are you looking at, at writers that way? Yeah, when when you sign up for NaNoWriMo, there's there's this you know a little tiny microscopic computer chip that goes into your skin, <laughs> and and we're tracking a lot it's of different behaviors. Yeah, and and so yeah, we really are uh, tracking a lot. No, no, uh, seriously, no, we we do uh, we have um, a lot of. Uh, like data. I mean, I mean, I think you were talking about like working with writers, of course, I get a lot of knowledge. I hear a lot of stories. I mean, right. a, lot of, a lot of that went into my book and I learn a lot from the NaNoWriMo community. Uh, but we also have, you know, we, we, we can, you know, because people upload their, their word count uh, progress on our website, we can tell that when you hit a certain number of words, there's a certain increased likelihood that you will complete 50,000 words. You know, oh. I don't have all that data in my fingertips there. Yeah, you should have that. That's a number I want to hear. Like how many, yeah. what's, what's the friction point, you know, on average where people hit, you know, an author hits this many words and it, this much percentage that they'll complete. <laughs> I, th I think the key, I think the key milestones really are those like first 10,000 words and the first, and first 25,000. If, yeah. if you make it to 25,000 words, you're, you're highly likely to make it to 50,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even just getting halfway there. And I think, I think getting, I mean, part of that is getting 25,000 words shows an enormous commitment unto itself. And it's yeah. obviously that you're very driven to, you know, there's, in other words, there's not many people who hit 25,000. There's not many people between 25,000 and 50. 
Yeah. Most people yeah. hit 25,000 hit 50,000. I can't remember the exact percentage, but I think it's something like 75 or 80% of them. And that's, so that's, that's pretty good. That's a big, that's a big part of our program is trying to keep people like, you know, because naturally, you know, if you sign up for NaNoWriMo the first time and say on November 3rd, you get a big, huge work assignment or you get sick or you just start to have problems with your story. And so a lot of people drop out that first week. Right. So we, we really operate like that. Like, let's get you to 10,000 words, because once you get to 10,000 words, the likelihood of you finishing is just so much greater. Yeah. 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 That's that's practically, you know, if you're going to write a book in, in essentially four weeks, that 10,000 word marker is pretty significant. If you can hit that the first week. Yeah. And it's huge. And, you, and if, you don't, if you make it to 10,000 and you don't make it to 50,000, that's also a huge accomplishment. I mean, if you can write 10,000 words a month for a year, that's 120,000 yeah. years. That's a super yeah. healthy novel, maybe two novels. Right. Uh, and I think part of the thing is, is that psychologically is that once we fall kind of off the horse with our goals, it's hard to get back on. Mm-hmm. So if you quit writing on November 5th and you don't write for a few days, it's all the harder to start writing again because you feel like you failed or that you can't catch up. Yeah. So I think a key to every resolution, you're going to have lapses no matter what. Right. So once you have a lapse, you got to figure out how to get back on the horse and keep going. And they, they, speaking of data, they've even done these studies with New Year's resolutions. Most New Year's resolutions are dead by February 4th, something right. like 80 or 90% of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to me every year. But I, I remind myself that, you know, it's not about necessarily um, being perfect. It's about when you fall off, getting back up. Yeah. Yeah. Every year, my New Year's resolution is to make New Year's resolutions. And I have failed that one every year. So not this year, Kevin, because I'm going to be on you. You're going to be on me. Make your yeah. resolutions. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, when you, and when you lapse on January 2nd, yeah, you can still yeah. do it, man. You can That's still have a resolution. <laughs> NaNoWriMo is its own, you know, it's a month illusion. So what about um, the muddy middle? How do you, uh, how do authors in your experience get past that? Yeah, that's, I wrote my pep talk this year, actually. It was called The Muddy Middle. I don't know oh, where okay. you, uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess that's out there in the world. It's not my, my phrase. But uh, in the middle, I think, is, is where most novels go to die. If they yeah. die, it's just a tough part of the novel. Um, I think there are a lot of different uh, techniques to get through it. Uh, I, think, I think it's like, one, it's when you start to doubt your novel, when you start to lose enthusiasm for it. Mm-hmm. And so I think you do that go back and and realize that one everybody has this feeling or a lot yeah. of do uh, to think about your excitement for that idea in the first place and and again i think just knowing that this is what it takes to write a novel you're going to go through not just one muddy middle but perhaps a lot of them right you know right. and 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 you got to be patient you know so i think i think uh, sometimes that can be uh, stepping away from it in some form, um, yeah. maybe writing in a different place, maybe writing by hand instead of writing on the computer, uh, maybe giving yourself uh, word sprints or taking part, or, or, or I mean, writing prompts or taking part in an anorama word sprint mm-hmm. uh, is good. Um, I also like photo prompts. I've even thought about trying to write a novel based, having a photo prompt for every chapter that would lead the writing. Interesting. I think that like could be really random cool. photos. Yeah, random photos. I, I mean, I, I take a lot of photos. Um, of course, a lot of photos on, on the internet. But but I think if, I, I think like 
or I, I might do this someday, I want to, uh, like once I have an idea for a novel, you know, every time you open up a new chapter, sometimes that's like starting a new novel. Right. And so if, there, if there's some prompt that's, that, that triggers plot or relates to plot or theme of the story, I could use that to kind of keep going. Right, yeah. You know, we'll yeah. see, that's we'll cool. see. I haven't tried it yet, but I think it could be cool. Yeah, it'd be a cool prompt kind of yeah, thing, man. I could actually see an app for that, you know? There we go. It pulls Let's up a random image from Google, although that's a mixed bag. You could end up with some pretty interesting stuff, but random but, image from Google 12 times or so. You know? I, I love it. Let's talk about app development after the podcast, and we'll figure <laughs> it out. Right. Man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, more just, challenging than people think app development. <laughs> totally. I mean, I've started, I, I'm starting, I think I'm going to, I shouldn't commit to this, but I think I'm, I, I'm challenging myself to put up 365 uh, photo prompts in the next year. Oh, okay. Thinking about starting that next week, in fact. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's cool. Hey, man, yeah. I, that, that, that's cool. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I've always been interested in that sort of thing. I, and I had, uh, I've had one or two short stories that I wrote and published that were based on not necessarily photo prompts, but these little writing prompts, somebody throws a line out there and you use it as the first line and you go from there. I've, I've had some success with that in the past, but I love prompts a bit more often. Yeah. yeah I love yeah. them. Well, because they surprise you, you know, it's not like a story you plan. It's yeah. one. I mean, what I also find fascinating about prompts and word sprints is that I have never had someone not be able to write to a prompt or a word sprint. And this just proves to me that writer's block doesn't exist. Yes, but I agree with that. <laughs> there are always tricks to go over it. And it's amazing that we've got all these characters and these ideas and these stories in our head that we don't really know about until we, we open the door crack. And then yeah. Yeah, we I, I did with with a couple of friends of mine uh, a couple of years ago, we were all at a writers conference, we were all on the same panel together. Uh, and after afterward, we went and hung out in a coffee shop and uh, and eventually moved it to the hotel lobby. But we decided that we would um, each of us would start a story. And uh, and then we'd hand our laptop to the to the one next to us after like 20 minutes. And then we'd spend 20 minutes reading and 20 minutes writing. And then we did it again. You know, cool. so the objective was to complete the story in rounds. Each of us, you know, writing a different, you know, starting with a different story. So we had three different tales. So, uh, and that was a lot of fun. It's little exercises like that to me are proof that writer's block doesn't exist. Absolutely. And once, <laughs> once you, once you name your writer's group, the word slingers, you can co-write a novel like this. This will help. Now, I may have to do this. I may, I may just have to do this just, just because you recommended it. Absolutely. I'm just going to tell people that Grant Faulkner told me to do this and he's put it, the guy. Put it on me. Just shift all the, all the burden. All the well, use your, your pull and your weight. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, look, we're, we're kind of coming up. I don't, I want to take too much of your time, too much more of your time. Um, so where can people find first, where can people find all about Grant Faulkner online? There's this website called grantfaulkner.com. Uh, and I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and medium. So all those, uh, well, Instagram too, Instagram, Insta all those, everybody, all, everybody forgets all those, Instagram, all those places. What do you say about Instagram? Every, everybody forgets Instagram. I know it's, it's the emerging one though. And it's, I, I probably need to pay more attention to Instagram than I do. It's super fun. So yeah, I'm there. And then, you know, nanorama.org, of course, uh, again, it's a nonprofit, it's free and we want everyone to write their story. Excellent. And of course, uh, everybody, you can find links to all those uh, in the show notes of this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, it's down below you. 
if you are on wordslingerpodcast.com, uh, just click on, on this episode and they'll be right there for you. Um, Grant, man, I appreciate it. I, uh, it's always fun talking to you. Um, and this Likewise. time we didn't have a Vikings helmet. I should have brought it up earlier. Did you get it? I'm never without a Viking helmet. Never without a Viking helmet. Even when I have these headphones on. <laughs> you know? Excellent, man. All right. All, All right. right. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in with us, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. It's always a pleasure. All right, everybody. Now, um, you stick around right about now. You're hearing the groovy bridge music. You may dance in place at will. And if you'll stick around, you'll get some news and updates and all kinds of other cool stuff. So uh, make sure you're tuning in for that. And I'll see you, every one of you on the other side of this. And next time. Hear your book the way it was meant to be heard. With a fully custom soundtrack based on your material. An album of music that perfectly fits your characters, your settings. Hear your book today. Sonatainscribe.com. Hey, thanks for sticking around. I'm, I hope, I really hope that you uh, enjoyed that interview with uh, Grant Faulkner. Um, you know, I love talking to Grant. He's, uh, he's interesting. Uh, he has a Viking helmet. There's a whole Viking helmet thing uh, that happens with NaNoWriMo. Uh, you know, uh, this. I love this interview and I love talking to Grant. We're going to, uh, I'm going to see what I can do about uh maybe some sort of integration between NaNoWriMo and draft to digital If you've participated in Nano, um, would that be something you would be interested in as a participant? Like a push button to take that book you just wrote and, uh, and, and push it right into, uh, right into draft to digital for distribution. Of course, you want to edit. <clears throat> you want to you know, do that sort of thing. But you could have your manuscript there. Uh, have a placeholder, have everything set up so that when you get the the uh, edited version back, you just hit publish. So would you would you dig that? I think I'd dig that. <clears throat> Not that I have participated in Nano in some years, but uh, <laughs> every month is Nano for me. <laughs> Write a book in thirty days. That's no sweat. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, that's the humble brag stuff. If you're watching on YouTube, you just saw the whole world jiggle. Uh, because the <clears throat> the temporary tripod mount that I'm using it's not very stable, so we're gonna we're gonna work on that. Um, got a lot going on. Let me let me start. I, I did I did promise I would get to some big news. <clears throat> uh, the first thing I want to talk about though is the the new setup. Everything's changing here again at uh, at Wordslinger Podcast, and I want to say first uh, I want to give a big thank you to everybody. Who popped in not only with words of encouragement about the show um, and some flat out begging to keep the show going. So no worries. Here I'm going to make the official announcement. I'm going to keep the show going. <laughs> I've made my decision <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to stick to it. But I had some other folks uh, make a lot of recommendations about how I could streamline the show a little bit. How I could um, you know, bring in some help and that sort of thing. And I'm going to consider all these things. I've got it all written down. Um, I've got some ideas, uh, but you know, I do kind of like to keep the thing light and breezy. Uh, so I'm working out the best way to do that. And, uh, I think I got, I think I'm making some headway on that. The, uh, the other things that are happening are mostly drafted digital related. If you have not heard, here's some super big, exciting news, uh, on the drafted digital front. But as of yesterday, that would be, uh, 
Well, wait. Let me back up because was this Wednesday? Maybe this was Wednesday. Wednesday of this past week. So two days ago um, here in October. As of Wednesday, draft digital has brought on board Mark Lefebvre. Now, if you have listened to the show for a while, you've heard at least one interview with Mark. Um, but you probably know him best as uh, formerly of Kobo. In fact, Mark from Kobo was basically the only way I knew the guy for the first couple of years I knew him. <laughs> but now he's Mark from D2D. So um, we're real excited about that. I'm real excited about it. He has come on board as the as Draft Digital's um, director of business development. He and I are going to work pretty closely together on uh, quite a few projects. And you know, he's got you know a ton of connections in the industry. He's a he's a sharp guy. He's a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, I I just love everything about Mark, and I could not be more pleased with the uh, with the decision to add him to our ranks. So, if you hadn't heard that already. Uh, Pop on over and you know say hi to Mark somewhere and tell him uh, congratulations for being a part of the team. Uh, but you know mostly it's congratulations to Draft a Digital. Honestly, <laughs> we've got we've got this amazing new resource on the team and uh, I'm looking forward to working with him. So <clears throat> so there is that. Um, and you know Mark's not giving up on his writing career or anything like that. He's still going to do Stark the Stark uh, Reflections podcast. He's still going to do his uh, consulting. He's going to do all that stuff. He like me, um, can't walk away from that sort of thing. We end up, <laughs> we end up basically just adding to and then figuring out how to keep it all going. Uh, so we're busy guys. Mark's a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. Um, additional things. There's some cool stuff. We made some big announcements at draft to digital. I mean, I'm sorry, at Nink, uh, regarding draft to digital and two big things. Um, and these are both announcements for betas. So just keep that in mind. These are not yet available to every draft to digital author uh, but they will be soon we've already got um, we're going to make some progress on this for sure but we've already got a plan in place to implement these very quickly so first up the first announcement uh, I made at Nink, and I I was honored and privileged to be able to uh, to do this announcement uh, in a presentation that I gave first up is uh, D2D shared universes and if you are familiar with Kindle Worlds, basically when Kindle Worlds went went down at uh, at Amazon, we knew a whole bunch of authors who were desperately searching for a way to replace that. <clears throat> and I mean, in some cases, these authors, this was a big chunk of their income. I talked to authors at Ninku who were telling me, you know, this was like 15% of their income or something along those lines. And so uh, Amazon just, you know, deciding one day, <laughs> Jeff Bezos waking up one day and saying, you know, Alexa, cancel Kindle Worlds. <laughs> it, uh, it impacted a lot of people. So we, um, we created shared universes. Right now, the only way to get in is if you already had a shared universe. And it's only open to the, uh, the property holders, the, uh, the people who own the worlds. So uh, if you were a Kindle Worlds author, you can get into our, our beta for shared universes. One of the big exciting things about this is we're going to be doing royalty splitting. And uh, frankly, this is the groundwork for offering royalty splitting to all of our authors. So we're very excited about this. Very excited to see how it works out. So uh, if you uh, if you were a Kindle Worlds author, pop on over, <clears throat> email customer support, go to support at uh, dra support at draftedigital.com. 
uh, or if you happen to be connected to Dan Wood or myself on Facebook or Twitter, you can go ahead and, uh, you know, pop on over and say hi and we'll, we'll get you set up. Uh, we'll get you in the, in the list, in the beta. <clears throat> and speaking of betas, we got uh, our very big announcement, our biggest announcement for Nink uh, was the beta for D2D print. So we are getting into the POD business, print on uh, publishing on demand, and uh, you can uh, you know you can sign up to get on the waiting list for this, uh, but the, but right now it is kind of a closed beta. Um, <clears throat> we're very excited about it. <clears throat> we're gonna be. I'm sorry, I keep clearing my throat in your ear. I'm sorry about that. Let me pause. That was me pausing and coughing. Um, yeah, we are stupid excited about D2D print. Uh, what we've got going on, we're going to be using uh, IPG as our printer, which you may be familiar with IPG. They've been around for decades as part of both the traditional and indie industries. Um, they've handled, you know, uh, p publishing on behalf of, like, Random House and Harlequin and, and big names like that. But they've also been the behind the scenes for things like CreateSpace and IngramSpark. Um, and our distribution is essentially, it is IngramSpark. So if Ingram Spark uh, distributes anywhere, including brick and mortar, uh, then we distribute there. <laughs> so, uh, so that's big. I mean, it's it's big. And what's funny is Ingram is charging like eighty nine dollars for expanded distribution. We're putting that in uh, for free. So you get the exact same. It is the exact same thing, by the way. It's the exact same service. It is Ingram uh, Ingram Spark or Ingram uh, their distribution channels. It is that. And we're doing it all for free. So um, a really big incentive to get your books into D2D. You do not have to distribute through us, by the way. You can just use the, uh, the free conversion uh, to print. And we added this cool tool, uh, which I love. I love it. It is a conversion tool, a cover converter. <clears throat> and you can upload your ebook cover and we'll automatically convert that into a print-ready cover. And what we do is take a kind of an average of the color and tone of the of that front cover, and then we wrap that around, and we put your name and title and spine, and you've got your book description, and your you can have an author bio on there if you want, and you can have an author photo on there if you want. So, uh, and then you get a nice, cool-looking little 3D uh, version of your cover. It's like a 3D standing version with a couple other copies underneath it. You know sort of leaning kind of thing so uh very very cool we'll handle all of it for you in other words all you gotta ever pay for is the uh the ebook cover now and i mean it looks good i've gotten i've gotten in some of mine i, I should have uh <laughs> i should have made that ready so that i could at least show folks on youtube maybe later um but this is going to be huge this is going to be really really big. I am I'm very excited about both shared universes and DDD print. And now that we have Mark uh, Lefebvre on on the uh, the roster, man, DDD is unstoppable at this point. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, actually. Um, so, uh, so if you're still, by the way, distributing via Smashwords, um, I am incredibly biased in this, but I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, you really should. Ch you really should change. I mean, Smashwords has a storefront, so there is some value to being on Smashwords, um, at least that far. But I would, if I were you, I would pull from every distribution channel 
move on over to drafts digital we're a lot simpler <laughs> we're a lot easier you don't have to put uh smashwords edition in your copyright you know there won't be any mention of, of draft digital in your book unless you just decide you want to uh, maybe thank us or something <laughs> but we're adding new channels new distribution channels we're adding all kinds of stuff but there are some you know smashwords has a few uh, venues that you can get to uh, that we don't we don't get to we vet all of our sales channels so uh, we make sure that we're only distributing to channels that uh, a will pay you when you make sales uh, B do not uh, are not known to be contributors to uh, piracy and that sort of thing uh, those are some implications I know I'm making about smash words and uh, they're kind of unfair because I don't have any proof of that sort of thing so uh, you can ignore that but um, we we do check those things that's part of what we do we make sure all of, all of our sales channels are on the up and up so and we're adding new ones all the time we uh we're working on adding google play and that's a question i get all the time that's coming up um probably pretty soon actually we're, we're working around a couple of things google has been real tough to work with on this we know others are, are distributing to them and we also know how they're doing it uh, we're trying to uh you know the problem with google play of course is they're going to just adjust your price anytime they feel like it uh, it's really funny because I had a couple of conversations <laughs> at Nink, but uh, Google Play has a real tendency to, they're trying to beat Amazon. That's their goal. So they're always going to want to undercut Amazon's price. So what happens is they undercut the Kindle price, Kindle price matches, they undercut again. Before you know it, you're not making anything on your books. Not from not from Google Play and not from uh, Amazon. So Little things like that. We're, we're trying to figure out some workarounds. We've got a few. We've got some things in place, and we're, we're getting that finalized. So that's going to be cool. Um, and we got a lot of other stuff coming up. So if you if you have not checked out Draft Digital lately, go ahead and do that. That's me speaking as the director of marketing for Draft Digital. Completely biased, and uh, I'm willing to admit it. But if you got any questions, hit me up. I'm, I'm willing to answer any questions you have. Um, beyond that... I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we're I'm going to be in Seattle. Um, as of Sunday, I'm flying into Seattle, my wife and I. Um, she's flying in to, uh, to do some work with the company she works for. I'm just going uh, to go suckle from the coffee teat of the world. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go hang out in, at uh, some of the finer coffee establishments. I will be checking out... Uh, the original Starbucks. Uh, we'll, we'll see the needle. We'll do all that stuff. Um, I'm actually going to see if I can swing through like Amazon or uh, Microsoft or some of the other uh, big players while I'm there. Who knows? Whatever. I mean, I'll show up and ask. <laughs> what can it hurt? Uh, <laughs> maybe a lot. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you happen to be in the Seattle area or nearby, near enough that you can drive in, uh, ping me somewhere. Hop, hop on Facebook or uh, our Twitter, or if we are connected directly, uh, hit me up. Uh, you can also comment on this episode, and I'll likely see that uh, before we fly out. But we're going to be there. Uh, my birthday is next Friday. Um, and I should say, there's probably not going to be an episode uh, next Friday. And I'm sorry for that, but it's kind of the way it worked out. I'm Unless I can somehow record it um, today or tomorrow... Uh, I won't have time to produce one before I leave and we'll see if maybe I can do one on the road. That's, uh, that's getting a little tricky too. So, but, uh, you know, that's the life of a wordslinger. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something useful out of it. Make sure you're, you know, if you haven't uh, done this, you should try out NaNoWriMo. 
National Novel Writing Month. That's all November. Um, you um, you basically it's it's kind of a a self guided competition of sorts, and uh, you basically uh, try to write a fifty thousand word novel in one month. Uh, you can do that. That is not impossible to do. It's not even all that hard to do once you figure out that it's just putting your butt in the chair, turning off your inner editor, and uh, and going for it. Um, you know, you write about seventeen hundred words a day, and uh, you can get it done. That's do it. Break it up into two writing sessions. Write half of that in the morning, half of that in the afternoon, or something. Uh, but you can do it. You can definitely do it. So I'll stop saying it's not that hard to do. I know that for some people, that's that's quite a bit of uh, effort and work. But uh, I believe in you, and I believe you can do it. So uh, why don't you commit? Why don't you go do that? Sign up. Uh, you would go to uh, I believe it is nanorimo.org. It's n a n o w r i m o dot org. National write National Novel Writing Month. If you just look up National Novel Writing Month, you you should come across it. Um, go check that out. Make sure you uh, say hi to Grant Faulkner whenever you can. Tell me you heard about him on the uh, Wordslinger podcast. So that is going to be it for this week's Wordslinger podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, could not be happier about you being here and about me being here. So. Get out there, do some writing, uh, do some exploring, uh, check out the world around you. There's a lot of good out there for you to check out. And uh, if you hear about any of it, uh, send it my way. I can always use some good news. So God bless each and every one of you. I'll see all of you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Wordslinger Podcast. Now you can support this show by visiting wordslingerpodcast.com. That's where you're going to find back episodes, books by me, and links to anything and everything Wordslinger. And be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. I'm Kevin Tomlinson. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.